Hello everybody and welcome to Bitchin' Brew, a podcast about music, life and he he everything in between. I as ever am your host Danny Randon and this is episode hashtag 029 or episode 29 I really if I were to talk normally. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or Acast or whatever uh, you know podcast app or service you've tuned in on and an extra thank you if you've actually listened this far and not turned off after that horrific, horrific intro. Honestly, I'm in a bit of a weird place right now. I'm in that weird, like, post-bank holiday thing. I I, I thought earlier this morning uh, that that bank holidays should really be illegal for, for how they make you feel afterwards, that sort of going back to work after a bank holiday is literally one of the worst feelings, or maybe not one of the worst feelings on the planet, I'm pretty sure like an anal probe would probably feel a hell of a lot worse but um you know that just that post bank holiday I'm kind of still buzzing from the weekend but I'm really bummed out that the long weekend's over I I had a really cool bank holiday I was chilling out a lot of the time but I also went to go and see the prodigy um it, it was literally like about a 5 minute walk down the road from my flat in Portsmouth they were headlining Victorious Festival um I would say that I went to Victorious Festival to see the prodigy but I would t- be telling a bit of a fib, um, really, because the the day before we managed to to scope out a spot where um, uh, where we could see the main stage on a on a bit of raised ground on South Sea Common where the uh, where the festival was happening and and managed to be free. Like I don't know why I'm whispering this as if as if like the the victorious organisers have my room bugged or something and they're gonna ban me from future victorious events but uh yeah saw the prodigy was a bit of a freeloader and sort of watched it from a distance but it was still awesome they pulled out all the bangers and um yeah victorious festival it seems like it's always a cool vibe so i will i will probably buy tickets for it next year it ultimately depends on the lineup um because it's always on the same weekend as reading but i definitely was not at reading this year so i thought you know what the prodigy are five minutes down the road from my flat and Instead of watching old episodes of Taskmaster or trying to watch the new series of Orange is the New Black, why not go and see one of the, the best bands to ever do what they do, really, I suppose? What, what can you even call it? It's just the prodigy, I suppose. Um... I'm, I've rambled on a bit here. Uh, let's get back to the uh, let's get back to the matter at hand. This is episode number twenty nine of the Bitch and Brew podcast, and my guests for it are Matt Reynolds and Tom Marsh. Uh, they are two lovely lads uh, from the north, from Nottingham to be precise, and they form the two piece Haggard Cat. Um, they're quite the uh, they're quite the dynamic duo um, who play their own sort of frenetic brand of rock and roll with you know there's tons of blues in the riffing in Matt's in Matt's guitar but there's like also a flash of hardcore punk in um in you know in Tom's drums and they they're just uh, you know for for lack of a less wanky phrase they really are a sort of an, an electric band or an electrifying band I should say um they brought out their debut album earlier this year uh, it's called Challenger it came out on Earache Records and admittedly it took me a long time to check it out I didn't I don't think I actually gave it a really focused listen until like a couple of weeks before 2000 Trees Festival because you know they were playing twice over the weekend as as we chat about on this podcast actually um because this was recorded not long after Trees 
when Matt and Tom were uh, in Southampton. Uh, they were opening for Palm Reader, friends of the podcast, over at the um, at the Joiners. So it was really cool to see Haggard Cat live twice, essentially within within two weeks, because they are a, a phenomenal live band. Um, but yes, back to Challenger. There, it's a fantastic debut album. It's one of the strongest debut albums by a British band this year, if you ask me. And uh, I'll be playing a couple of tracks from it in a little bit, so you can hear from yourself. But we do talk about the album and the influences behind the sound of the album in this in this podcast so if you haven't checked out the album in its entirety yet i'd maybe recommend giving it a play before you before you listen to this chat but obviously don't forget to come back because man this this really is i i feel like we've been if if it's uh if it's all right to say it without sounding like i'm blowing too much smoke up my own arsehole uh, we've really been on a run of good ones at the moment. Matt and Tom are, are really funny lads, and they're really down to earth. And this was uh, this was a really fun one to record. Um, I should also note, as as a lot of you may know, uh, Matt and Tom before they were doing sort of Haggard Cat as their main thing, um, they were obviously in the band Heck, uh, formerly known as Baby Godzilla, and uh, we do talk a bit about Heck and their split last year. Um, which is something I think is still sort of much lamented by the British rock scene, uh, if lamented is the right word, you know, especially when they brought out their debut album Instructions and kind of silenced a lot of the uh, a lot of the cynics, a lot of the haters, as it were. Um, I do try not to talk too much about Heck. The conversation feeds back to, to Heck quite a bit in this, but for the time being, Heck is Heck is done. And and Haggard Cat really, I think, is a band that should be respected and and sort of loved on its own merits. Um, you know, Haggard Cat has, I think, been around for like a similar amount of time as Heck, if not like earlier. So it's not like you know, well, this is the new band from those guys that used to be in that band. Um, it's more like this is it's just their main band now. So. If we can, let's go about it that way. I, I, I'm going on about it a bit, I realise, but the bottom line is there's chat about Haggard Cat, there's chat about Heck, and there's chat about lots of other stuff, much in the essence uh, of Bitchin' Brew. So, you know what, without further ado, let's crack on with episode 29 of Bitch and Brew. Um, my chat with Matt Reynolds and Tom Marsh is coming up right after I bust out a track from their band Haggard Cat. This one is taken from their debut album Challenger. It's an absolute rager and it's called Bone Shaker. <laughs>
Turnout's decent tonight. You guys might. I break. can't do anything right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm waiting for you to admit it, but. <laughs> this window open, isn't it? Or is that. Yeah, I, th- I think it will. Right, come on then. Yeah, yeah, no, no, let's do it. So, yeah, if, I was just saying to Tom, if we go off on a tangent, then that's what podcasts are for, really, okay. I suppose. So, I've got like three or four questions laid out, but. We will talk. We, we, we shall talk a fair bit. But, yeah, so just. Um, I'll just do a little start, really, and then we'll we'll get into it. I mean, I hate it. I shouldn't have even said that. We'll do a start because I've been recording for two minutes now, technically. Yeah, we've we've already started. Yeah, we yeah. Started by slagging off Jake Bug. <laughs> no, I don't think I actually got that one. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Creeper didn't get slagged off. They got high praise. They they did. They got high praise, but we are in Southampton, so I don't think it's a fair test. Yes. Although a lot of people do love them very much. They they are great. They are quite a good band. Love your eyes. Yeah, and I think seeing them here last year was possibly the hottest the joiners has ever been with while I've been in it because I'm not here for like every night or whatever. But <laughs> it's either them or uh, when Milk Teeth were here last year with fucking employed to serve uh, supporting. Yeah, Gary's that gig. Yeah, I did. He, he shot for the, so um, my housemate, our photographer, he shot for employed to serve on the top. What's his name? Uh, Gary Gent. Oh, okay, right, yeah. yeah. I, d- I don't think I actually met him properly, but I'm familiar with his he, work. He was, I'm familiar with his work. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you don't need the half of it, mate. <laughs> oh. His work. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm glad we went with this because it's far too hot to drink tea. Yes. Yours. Although, you're supposed to cool you down. Yeah. That's, that's what your mum always told you. It's how people say, like, a hot bath in the summer really cools you down and I'm like I could absolutely. not think that no give me lies yeah. yeah cold shower cold shower all the way absolutely uh, like I was meant to uh, I was going to quit drinking for a little bit after 2000 trees and like not like it's not like it's a problem or like you use alcohol as a crutch or anything but like when you've been drinking warm cider for like warm you mean tins you like put off yeah, a little bit. Because it was so disgusting. <laughs> uh, we we kind of lived quite well though, because we made well, we're quite good friends with the signature brew guys. But we played on top of their uh, their bar as well, so we 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 could have a bit some cold beer from signature brew. I, I was going to ask savior of the festival. <laughs> now I missed that set. I well, I was very close to it because I was in the press tent, and if you know the site, obviously, like the press tent was right next to the signature brew bar, which was basically just a fucking massive shipping container, wasn't yeah. it? So you you played on the roof. I, I heard I heard you playing. <laughs> uh, the three, was it all Nirvana covers in the end? Yeah, we we picked like the three most kind of fuck you Nirvana covers we could think of. So I heard territorial best. pissings. What were the other three? Territorial pissings. Um, we did breed and Tourette's as well. 
Wicked. Uh, yeah, just shouted at the people that were just arriving to the festival as they got in. It's, it's, a, it's so, a lovely warm welcome, isn't it? Yeah, warm welcome. Let me shout at you for <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> welcome to the site. They did have some lovely beers there that week. I think I had a grapefruit sour beer, the, uh, the Bamfi. Yeah. Which is like the only cold beer I had all weekend, which was just... Lovely. I think it was poured by one of Hell is for Heroes, and I didn't, oh, rec- nice. I didn't recognize him. I felt <laughs> like super bad. Yeah, mate, I'll just have a pint of. Uh, what that, uh, what's that, a banshee? <laughs> yeah, give that. I felt super bad. No, but um, you know, like, you, you would be you would there all weekend? Were you camping? Yeah, we had the best weekend, didn't we? Very good. It was really good. It, like, I think I saw you guys at one point in the Simon Disco. Mm. I think it was when. I think it was the last day. Trip. Although I, it might be the second day because I didn't go in on the on the Friday when the last day. Yeah, it was great. I think the golden moment for me in that silent disco was I had a like a plastic Sainsbury's Basics wine bottle, which my friend would like finish with, and I had a very strong mix of bourbon and coke in there. Mm. And on the first night of the silent disco, they played Number of the Beast. Ah. And um, and so I thought, I oh, know I'm going to be a proper rock star. And uh, during the guitar solo, I, I sort of put the neck of the bottle in my mouth, tilted my head backwards, and hands freed it while air guitar in the solo. <laughs> and then I realised just as I was doing it, this solo is really, really long. I'm in like way over my fucking head here. With the bottle in your mouth? Yes. Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs> Did you finish the bottle? It probably, I, I think it looked better in my head. <laughs> than it actually did. No, I didn't finish the bottle. I think. <laughs> well, that was a rock and roll moment. Uh... Have, has anyone ever tried to do that thing where they try and like feed a drink to you while you're playing? Oh God, yeah, that was like, yeah, that's um, heck world. Well, no, hanging uh, cat as well. I, I guess kind of hanging cat is kind of more reputable as a boozy band than the other one was. Anyway, yeah, we used to do. Um, Back back when we first started out, we we um we kind of just just played for fun. Right, just been friends for years and years and years, mm. and years just kind of jamming together. Uh, but the, one of the first kind of things that that we did was we'd have a bottle of bourbon in the middle of of the stage. On Chris. On Chris, yeah, on the the third member of the band who sadly isn't here today, right. Chris. And so he'd hold this bourbon for us um, for the whole for the whole set, and then the idea was the, t- the challenge was to finish the bourbon. By the end of the set, like full 70 centiliters, oh. Woodford Reserve, so it's like, that's like 40, 40, 45 quid, but it's like 40, 45% as well. And it's like, right, we've got to finish this bit. And um, yeah, I can't remember the end of that show. We did it a couple of times. Yeah. That was, that, so that was a recurring thing. That kind I mean, we did it as long as we could stomach doing it, which was probably twice. It was <laughs> twice, maybe, but I, uh, yeah, you know, I don't remember. But yeah, the, the, I, do, I do remember a point where we're playing at the end of it where Paul. Uh, Paul Shelley was pouring champagne down my throat while I was trying to play, but it didn't work because it's super fizzy. Yeah, it was just, just, you were just, just covering me in champagne, yeah. which was great. It was like we were, we were celebrating because um, uh, we, we obviously we have the album Challenger out now. Yeah, back that back in the day when we started out, we'd made this kind of demo album. Like we went to the studio for for a day after just not sleep. We had a gig in London the night before with with uh, Baby Godzilla as it was at the time. Um, and we played at Camden and Camden Barfly. Barfly. And our set was at 1am in the morning. We got home about 7am. 
we were in the studio at no, nine. I think we got home at six. We were in the studio at seven. We were in the studio at seven. So we took all the headgear up, our gear, and it's like right straight to the studio. Sit in the studio till about, well, however long it took to make the ten tracks that are on that album. Oh, wow. But we released it on that day, and that's how we celebrated it. Is that the album that's on your bank? I'll, I'll yes, forget yes, the title. Yes, 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 of course. Because I think um, a sort of a common misconception is the Haggard Cat it was like a post-heck thing. Yes. Yeah, I like, I was watching interviews today where they were going, oh, you're quite a new band. And it's like, no, we've been together technically since like, what, 2011? Probably a year after we started Vivi Godzilla. Right, okay, we, well. We accidentally started this band, mm. but we've only just started pushing it, really. Taking it seriously yeah. and like, having yeah. it as our main focus for what we, you know, what we drive and what we actually kind of openly share with the world and kind of right. really kind of present as yeah. people to hear this music now yeah so like um, what was the approach to because it was obviously originally Haggard Cat Both Day present nice Both Day Both Day what, what's like there's something quite so Gary Jen right okay yes <laughs> back we, to Gary we, we uh, long story short he we used to name our songs we used to hang around and just do silly stuff and we used to name our songs off the cuff by just recording them into a phone and then when we needed a name for a song we'd go back to the recordings and kind of listen to the recordings and go oh that was funny let's call the song that let's call the song power boat disaster or something like that wow yeah. okay so and one of those was haggard cat birthday present and we the first couple of gigs that we ever played were at rock city basement and which was ridiculous but we didn't have a name and they needed a name to put on, yeah. the, on the poster so we kind of just went call it Haggard Cat birthday present because we were we were laughing at the joke the joke that receiving a Haggard Cat as a birthday present where does, would be bad where does birthday come from is that like a, a not northern thing it's like Mansfield really yeah it? it's like, just birthday I've, I've not heard birthday anywhere outside no, of Mansfield ever it's birthday oh, it's happy birthday so we just call it Haggard Cat birthday present and then, we, and then because we didn't really take the band Hugely seriously, we think mm. it was just a fun kind of thing for yeah. to do. We just kind of just left it as that, and then and abbreviated it. Went too it. Far. Then it went too far. Then the joke has gone too far, <laughs> and look where we are. I don't know what it is about. Like, like uh, well, I'm on uh, on Facebook. I'm in a group called Dog Spotting. Quite, a, quite a, quite a popular group. Okay. It's got over a million members now. Where basically you just post, post pictures of other people's dogs. Great, yeah. yeah. Like do, dogs that you see in the street. They actually have like joining it now. They have like proper. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Two new members of Dog Spotting incoming, but yeah, like they actually have rules. Like you can't post your own dog. No service dogs. Stuff like that. We can put the fan back on if you want because it is. No, no, no. I, I yeah. just realised why the. Um, why the window isn't open there's a really scary looking wasp's nest right there oh um, shit we didn't open it yeah <laughs> there was literally like a hundred watts just like that's why I was looking out the window there was so many I was like yeah it's pretty that. biblical out there that's like a plague <laughs> no no don't no, it's that. fine no. don't worry we'll be fine let's wait out we've got, we've got our own inbuilt personal showers that, that we were yeah. given <laughs> From birth. Yeah. When it gets too hot, you sweat. You sweat. Shower, 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 right? That's what it's there for. But like I was saying about the, the dog spotting, it's weird how people have almost developed their own vocabulary, which is sort of yeah. like an offset of English, but like intentionally spelt wrong. Like small dog would just be called a smol, S-M-O-L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like puppies would be called puppers or like... 
And I've actually assimilated it into everyday conversation yeah. now. Like me and my girlfriend won't call dogs dogs, we'll call them dogs. Dog. Oh, that is a small. <laughs> that, is, that is a boof right there. That is a floofy boofer. <laughs> I love it. Just idiot speak, isn't it? <laughs> how, how, how far do both of you sort of go back? Are you sort of childhood friends? Or? I'd say adolescent friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably still describe us describe yeah. as not Not as quite childhood. Mm. We, we lived in uh, opposite kind of towns. And yeah, like going, rival schools. Rival schools. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then we... It was like, on leaving like comprehensive like secondary yeah. school was when we met like a house by... Sixth form, wasn't it? Yeah, like college, yeah, it was like time. just at the start of kind of sixth so form. So 2005, so it's like 16, 17 years old. Right. So okay. maybe like 11 I years. I would have been 16, so yeah. I reckon 12, ne- nearly 12 years. Now. 13 years. Yeah. So not, not young enough to like fucking raise hell together in secondary school no no no, no. we no. did that later <laughs> did it in college where it's a little, little well no we, we never we never like we never studied together, together or, anything right. or anything like that we, we just met through different bands that's how we met we met, right, okay. we met on, the, on the music circuit. yeah on the circuit like as, as kids in really crap bands <laughs> sorry I speak for myself your band was great <laughs> So there's a funny, a funny, very funny story. Not a very funny story. Oh, Sorry, that funny story, but it's just a funny story. Whatever. <laughs> funny story. Funny story. Um, that me and Matt were both in different bands, and we and both entered a the same battle of the bands together. That we didn't know each other at the time, and my band won. <laughs> His band won. Yeah, but uh, so His band you don't sound bitter about uh, it. His band were yeah, better, still, but still we won. Still haunts me to this very day. I'll just be like asleep in bed, and I'll just wake up screaming. (laughs) 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 Lost again! Lost again! (laughs) Oh God! But oh my God! Very quickly after that winning of that battle of the bands, our band deteriorated, and I just became on my own. And then Matt had a similar kind of wanted to do something else mm. and we just kind of that's how we convened I was I was really lucky at the time of us meeting like that I was kind of in a position where I just picked like people from the, like the best people from the bands that I knew it's like well the drummer outshines all of them in that band that's well, let's, let's do that that's gonna you're yeah. my friend and like and, and the bass player for like, this was exactly the same way Paul Shannon in a like a kind of high school sixth form kind of band that was like I thought you were about to say high school musical it was in high school <laughs> like it could have been like the voice like that <laughs> Paul Shelley Paul Shelley the man myth the legend the myth the legend absolutely God rest his soul did you know did you know her did you know Bingo Deluxe yes yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw you here actually oh okay uh, well, when, when did you first see us um okay so it was 2013 oh no wait Haggard Cat when did no, I first no 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 I was as in hey, Bed Godzilla. Bed right, okay. Uh, 2013 at the O2 Academy in, I was about to say Birmingham, hearts. Bristol, I supporting am. the Wild Hearts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the Earth what 13. did you think, honestly? I thought you were fucking awesome. My dad thought you were shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds alright. That <laughs> and, and he won't mind me saying that. And, no, no, just, like, and I hope you don't mind. No, no, either. not at all. That, we, so typical of that tour is that's exactly what it was. I mean, you can visibly see that that's how the crowd was. It, it was a mate like Ginger Wild Art is awesome. 
Like, I've tried he, to get him on this podcast before, and it's very nearly happened. And yeah, he's just—he's uh, an amazing guy. Yeah, he's super cool, and he—he he was the first person that really kind of took us under his wing and kind mm. of took us onto that touring kind of. Oh, this is what tour is type thing. Yeah, he's kind why we're still here now. Yeah, like, yeah. He—he <laughs> he, he gave us that taste of this is a proper venue. You can play this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we were like, what? but Ginger Wildheart fans are very Ginger Wildheart fans, right? So like. They're quite, I'd say, locals only. Ten percent of them will just like go with absolutely everything he says. We'll just be like this band are great. Like I love that band now, and they'll then follow you till the end of the year yeah. as well. Yeah. But the rest, the the other ninety percent, just just simply love Ginger Wildheart. We're nothing like the Wildhearts. I mean, I mean, I, I grew up on Wildhearts, and they're big influence on me. But yeah, out, like. Our band wasn't anything like them. <laughs> it was the hardest edge that um, Wild Hearts would ever go to. That was our full set, or maybe even the softest point of our set. Yeah, yeah, because we got more oh, ridiculous. What was Ginger's hardcore band? He's got like a oh, uh, mutation. mutation. That's mutation. A fucking Absolutely brilliant. Just collaboration. collaboration of just really, really good people. What's your favourite Ginger project outside the Wild Hearts? Oh, I mean, I do love Mutation. I'd probably say Mutation, just because it's got yeah. walls. Although I do love it so that, like, when we were, I, it's, it might be a nostalgia thing as well. I, I love the Wild Hearts and, the, like, the, like, that's what I'll always kind of go back to, because that's, you know, it's nostalgia. That's, yeah. you know, what I grew up on. Um, but when we were first touring with him, he, his solo band had released uh, 555%. Oh, um, yeah. So just that, that really album great. for me, like, it's just like, yeah, it's cool. yeah that, that reminds me of kind of learning what it was to be in a band and learning how to be a touring band and get, gaining all these contacts and suddenly having the world at our feet and be like, oh, okay, so that's it now. We're, we're a fully fledged real band. It took us about a year to kind of stop stopping calling ourselves a not real band and be like, yeah, we're real, we're, we're doing it. This is what a tour is. This is a laminate. Ooh, a <laughs> laminate. That was <laughs> a laminate. Ooh. Did it have the Earth... Stickies. I assume it had the Earth versus artwork, yes. which is one of the coolest artworks. And like, I... I my my dad back in his like band days late eighties early nineties I think he probably like supported the Wild Hearts a good few times like he wasn't in the band at the time but the band he he was in on and off for like ten years uh, once actually flew over to New York to support the Wild Hearts so ah. the Wild Hearts have always kind of been a constant in my life as well I like um I think it's underrated probably because it's, I think they only did one album but I really liked Silver Ginger Five. Oh, see, I'm, I, I don't even know. They, they, they did, they did. It's, I mean, it's very much sort of uh, wild hearts. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was turn of turn of the century, I believe. So when wild hearts were not in the best place on the planet, because yeah. it was after endless, nameless, and uh, the heroin days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, he made he made an album that very much could have been like a Wild Hearts album, and I think that's probably why I loved it quite yeah. a lot. But yeah, they've got one album called Black Leather Mojo, which is I will have to do some research. Yeah, I'm it? sure it's on the Spotify. Yeah, on the Spotify. <laughs> on the Spotify, but I think yeah. my dad had like the Japanese CD of it as well. Yeah, so. Big in, big in Japan. Have you ever played Japan as a band? We are still desperately trying to get out there. Right. We really, really would love to go. As Hagen Cat, it would just be just the best experience, right? It'd just be amazing. I can't. Like, we're, we're, we're desperately trying because you, you can get um, Challenger in Japan now. Uh, it's distributed in Japan, but obviously we've never been there. So, this is like our, our goal. In fact, that's like our main focus at the minute is to hit Japan 
and they hit China yeah. and Australia and all that kind of part of the world. Mm. Um, so we can you know, play our music to those people and like, right, this is the album. Let's let's have it. Let's have you. Even if it's just the house, because like we, um, some friends of the podcast months ago, was, uh, big up, went out yeah. to Japan recently, and I haven't, I I'm haven't so seen, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen them properly since, but from the photos that they put up of like the even like the house shows that they went out to Japan and played. Oh, I'd love to go. Well, that's it. I, I'm glad they just go and play house shows. Like anywhere. That's I mean, that's that's kind of our history of um, doing mainland Europe as well. It's it's all rooted in house shows with with any band we've ever been in. Like, it'll be, it'll be the odd Why thing at a venue, but I'd say about eighty percent of it will be house shows. It's just DIY, like in basements or squats. Uh, we went over there for the uh, Challenger tour. And we, we, I think it, it was like a reclaimed school that we were playing in. It's, yeah, it was being squatted in. And mental. Insane. Like, it's good fun. That just couldn't exist in the UK. Just yeah. places yeah. that you only get when you go out to Holland, Belgium, I've, Germany. I've played in a school once, but it was um, it was my school. It was my, <laughs> it was just. And I wasn't allowed to. I just did. <laughs> Um, no, I, I had a I was a one-time drummer for a Rolling Stones tribute band at like a charity gig at the secondary school I'd just finished studying at. So it was like, oh, it's great to be back. Yeah, scream for me, Forest School in Horsham. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you ever play at, um, at your secondary school? We did school concerts. No, but I did a big juggling performance at, nice. at my school concert. Juggling. Yeah. Was it music? <laughs> Yeah, it was when a whole you, proper routine. Oh my god! What are we doing? Oh, we 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 we. No, it was my friend as well. We we the finale was we we. Do you know what means we're club passing? Um no no Do you know juggling clubs? Yeah. The thing, the batons. Yeah, look like skittles. Yeah, yeah, those things. So me and a friend, we pass. Passing is you juggle between you. Right. And we did nine of those with the headmaster in the middle. Fuck. Oh man. my god. That'd be <laughs> awkward if you accidentally twatted him. Yeah, we. That was the height of the. We knew what we were doing. <laughs> That's the only time I ever performed at school. Oh man. We did it to a Mars Volta song. An incubus, no, an incubus and a Mars Volta song. so much cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I wasn't. I juggled. <laughs> I know, it's pretty cool. If, if you've never seen Tom juggle, that's a, that's a thing to behold as well. That's, what's your record? On your own? Nine. Nine. Is it nine flash? Nine flash. So a flash is you throw all nine in the motion. So when you juggle three, you juggle them in a cascade. Yeah. And when you juggle five, it goes in odd numbers, so three, five, seven, nine. Because if, if it's even, it doesn't work. Right. Because you can't, there's always a gap. Mm. So you go three, five, seven, nine. So nine, throwing nine in the proper pattern is, is my record. Well, there you go. I guess. I think, I, like, I think the only thing I could do circus skills-wise was like Diablo. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, which is proper. If you put any of this in front of them, you <laughs> just it miraculously just can do. It's Still like programmed in. I can't forget it. But do you really? If you ever learn, do you know? Can you learn to juggle? Can you juggle? Sorry. I can't juggle. Learn. You will never ever forget. It's like, yeah, like, that's right. It's like riding a bike. If you learn to juggle, you will never forget how to juggle. Really? Yeah. Truth. Okay. 
I might have to give it a and go. And it's a good skill to learn because it helps you with relaxation. It can also help you with like patience and oh, really? learning something like picking new. Girls, like picking <laughs> 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 so I got my girlfriend love, Kelly. They love a juggler. <laughs> I just I did some Diablo tricks in front of her, and she was just like, "Take me now." Kelly will test to that. About sure. She'll match that. <laughs> Matt, what's your anyway, can- canon of circus skills? Canon of circus Matt can skills. juggle. I can juggle. Matt can juggle. You can juggle. I was surprised that you could. Because you, yeah. you could juggle before. Because I was ready to teach you. But you knew already. Yeah, and I, I told myself I could juggle when I was like oh, school. Um, but I didn't take it very far at all. I can juggle three. I can kind of do the standard. Right, yeah, yeah. I can't even do that. Um, so, learn. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's quite a fun thing to be able to bust out. Like, like I've worked on bars for a long time. And it's just like... Kind of boards, like pick up three lines. Like, are you doing the, the Tom Cruise cocktail tricks and well, stuff? I mean, like? I, I stand on the bar like every night and recite poetry. That's uh, oh, yeah, like... <laughs> Barflair, however, is dumb. Barflair, so dumb. I hate, I hate Barflair. Oh, yeah, just make the fucking drink already. <laughs> so, do you know Barflair? You can... no, you'll well, listen. You know, do you know the, the guys that chuck all the bottles and balance them and stuff like that? Yeah, it's really impressive, but it's so oh, stupid. I'm gonna get so slapped for this because I work in. I work in the spirit, wines and spirits industry now. I'm like a, I'm a brand ambassador for Fireball, oh. uh, spirit brand uh, whiskey. Um, but uh, obviously, uh, it's my good. Colleagues... I got I got I got a free snapback at two thousand trees. Yes, <laughs> I do like tens. Uh, I it was who could do the fastest out of like ten uh, ten sit ups. Ah, and um, you you smashed it. And I got a free. Fireball cap and, and, and a shot, and it's lovely. It yeah, man. Made well, me that's, feel that's, my, that's my day today. Like, <laughs> luckily, we both, we both enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my day today. But I guess kind of going into the, uh, like the bar industry and stating outright, flaring is dumb. <laughs> it's just room for just getting yourself absolutely slammed by the next time you go I can learn it. We could I could be your I, secret I weapon. Think, I think if it's I learn, stupid though, I hate it. I, if I learn <laughs> bar flare, I don't think it'd take me too long. I could I could I could learn bar flare for you and we could go into venues and you'd be like, Yeah, check this shit out. Fucking fireball bottle all over the place. Whoa. I mean I mean I think it's the kind of thing that I do think it's done because I can't do it, but also I did I if I, King if, of useless skills. I don't know, if I ever go into a bar and like a, someone's making a cocktail and doing that, I just see it. One, it's showboating. Yeah. And it's just unnecessary. It's not. It's never tasteful. Chest. Yes. What? Dinner time. It's <laughs> Toby, dinner time. what? It's dinner time. What did oh I tell God. you? What did I tell you about? We're ready. <laughs> Toby, 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 Toby. <laughs> Toby. And then the rest of the podcast. Toby, just show me. Are you intentionally just interrupting the podcast to be have a genuine message? Yeah, dinner time. Dinner, dinner time. time. Should yeah. we take a no, quick? No, 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 should we no, take no, a quick no, interval? No. no, we can wait. Right, can it's wait. cool. It's cool. They'll, they'll save us some, won't you? It's already gone. I'll read it off. Dinner time for me. Oh, okay. Oh, thanks. So it's good to know. Yeah, Toby can go listen to our songs on Spotify. Or you could listen. You could listen to Scarecrow Boat's theme tune to Bitchin' Brew. That's true. 
Yeah. Excellent. Cool. He's and, uh, you know, pepper that with every, every now and then with a handy cat tune. And, yeah. um, Absolutely. So anyway, on to juggling. On to juggling. Bar flaring. Back on to juggling. No, I, I just think it takes all the fun out of, like, like drinking. Is, it's, it's dumb. Fun. It's dumb. Ah, like, cocktails are fun. It's like, ah, oh, a fun way to drink something. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, fuck off. Add competition and showboating into it. It just sucks all the fun out of it for me and it's not what it's about. Anymore. I think the most I can do is, like, a Jaeger train. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. That takes no effort and it looks cool. And people go, wow, and it's in front of you on the bar, all the shots fall into the right place. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I, I, I did bartend in a hotel for a little bit. I never did any of the showboating stuff. Like, because yeah. it's stupid. Because it's stupid. <laughs> I, no, secretly I'd love to because, yeah, I don't know. It's Actually, stupid do and I like stupid day. things. Busy, busy like Saturday nights when it's just absolutely rammed. You're six deep at the bar and you're just like, you're serving like, everyone across the front on your own. Take me back. Take me back (laughs) there right now. Get me out of these people that paid for this gig to see me do this thing that I've learned (laughs) over my whole entire life. Put me back into fucking power. I'm fucking doing my passion for a living. Can I just do something menial for a bit instead? Put me back in power. Put me back. Take me back. I've got too much in my own way. I just just have no moderation anymore. Hold your horses and and your cats, for that matter. I'll be right back with my uh, with the second half of my chat with uh, Matt and Tom from Hacker Cat right after I play another song from their debut album, Challenger. Um, first thing, sirs, as I always say in these intervals, uh, don't forget to uh, rate, review, and subscribe to Bitch and Brew on any of the three official platforms that this podcast goes out on, which are uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Acast. Um, I know this probably goes out on other platforms too. I I know it's gone out on like Podcast Addict and stuff, but yeah, if you could subscribe in in any way, shape, or form, that would really be the uh, the mutts nuts. And um, if you listen back to the last few episodes, I've had really great chats with the likes of uh, Palm Reader, um, who Haggard Cat were obviously just out on tour with. Uh, Wallflower, I chatted to a bunch of great bands at 2000 Trees, including uh, Black Peaks and Boston Manor and The Dirty Nil and Vukovi and Conjurer and, and loads, loads, loads more. Um, I've also noticed recently a, a couple of very lovely reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you if you do listen to Bitchin' Brew through, you know, your iPhone or your iPad or iTunes or, you know, whatever, your Apple product... Um, It'd be very much appreciated if you if you left a, a sort of a five star review and some nice words if you've enjoyed your listening experience thus far. Oh, sorry, that's a oh, had a little bit of a hiccup there. That's the turkey dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> it, I'm not even joking. I've had turkey dinosaurs for dinner. I've had a lovely time. I've got a lot of editing to do. I don't have time to cook a proper meal. So, you know, it 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 doesn't. It you know, your review doesn't have to be five stars. You can give it as many stars as you want and leave leave a negative review if you want. I I, I promise I'll try not to cry at least. Um, but in all seriousness, if you've got feedback, whatever. Whatever it is, you know, what you like about the podcast, what you don't like so much, then then I'm all ears, you know, I'm all ears and uh, open open to feedback all the time. So um, that's enough pluggage for the moment. Like I said, part two of my chat with Matt Reynolds and Tom Marsh is coming up right after this here track from their band Haggard Cat. And this one goes by the name of American Graffiti. <laughs> Thank you. 
sand We've got blood, got blood on our hands Bury your head, head in the sand We've got blood, got blood on our hands That's not a <laughs> no, I was going to say, I don't think I could ever get into the... the I did hotel, uh, bar work in a hotel for a little bit where I was kind of like a jack of all trades because the hotel was really small. But then I got, uh, like, um, you know, the Bombay Sapphire Distillery's not far from here. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And uh, my girlfriend bought me, like, a proper bartending kit from the distillery. And it has, cool. like, a, an awesome sort of Bombay Sapphire Blue Boston shaker. Like, oh, the proper nice. one with the pint like glass. A, like yeah, and yeah, yeah. And a fruit knife. And I ended up in the walking centre on Boxing Day. Oh, I no. Sliced the tip <laughs> of my finger through. off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I still got the scar. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. I, was, I think the most frustrating thing was having to change the touch ID on my iPhone as a result of it. Shit. And it, it, it changed uh, your actual fingerprint. Yeah. Well, no. It just really fucking hurt as yeah. well. But, yeah. So, I think that's totally scared me from doing bar work now. I'm, I'm missing a bit of this thumb from something similar. Um, in an old bar job, um, I... They gave me the keys to the bar. Like, that was... I, I should do. Well, no, I, I was like a supervisor there. I thought, oh, yeah, have these keys. And, um, you know, after hours, you just used to go to the kitchen and just steal everything, really. <laughs> um, so I was making myself a sandwich and it almost did my cause up, come up and straight through my thumb. Oh. Well, I can't tell come anyone on, about uh. this. <laughs> just blood, bits of thumb everywhere. <laughs> 
It's right, it's ketchup. It's ketchup. Yeah, ketchup. Why, <laughs> why do you know there's ketchup in here? No reason. <laughs> well, I have no reason to go into the kitchen. I don't know. Now, I didn't want to talk too much about Heck, because obviously I appreciate that Haggard Cat is, you know, like... Yeah. You want to push Hagger Cow on its own merits, and rightfully so, but um, I guess I always kind of respected the way that Heck kind of called it a day. Thanks. Because um, I think it was kind of befitting of, yes. of the sort of, the sort of uh, I, I suppose, thought. personality and reputation that you had sort of... Uh, if, if we'd have done a big, massive message... We're quitting, we're stopping, we're mm. doing blah, blah, blah. You know, it probably wouldn't have looked whatever. It, wasn't, yeah. it wouldn't have been in keeping with that. Yeah. It's, it's the same way that Dillinger Escape Planner kind, kind of did it a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's like, I mean, they, they announced the split up and then they had like, you know, uh, a whole year of shows or whatever. And I was very lucky to see him for the first and last time at Download Festival. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was very late to the party with Dillinger. Literally, yeah. I think. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like only on the last couple of albums, cool. really. And um, Iworks. Yes, yes. I actually Iworks. I did listen to when I was what thirteen years old when that album came out. So and that was when they were on the cover of Kerrang and they yeah. did a naked shoot. Yeah, I remember that. Which I remember I mean, that. I literal bollocks the size of boulders for that one. Yeah. But Greg Pachato, I mean, I I buy a magazine with him naked on it any day of the week. <laughs> he he's. Greg Pachata at the end of the day. But, yeah, man. Um, was, was it kind of the worst birthday present ever to play the, the final? Because it was good, Art Town last year. <laughs> Internet. Last year. Last year. Last last year. year. So, um, I, I, I was, uh, what would you like for your birthday? Oh, uh, I'd like to stop what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to bar work. <laughs> Take me back to bar work. Oh, fingers crossed. Come on. <laughs> Was was it kind of the worst birthday? Because it was Art Tangent last year. I wasn't there, sadly. Um, was that kind of the worst birthday present you could possibly have? Your your last well, show with to, to be honest, um, it was it was a really nice kind of nostalgic like conclusion. It, it felt mm. very conclusive. Like it was, um, it felt like it had run its course. We burned kind of bright and fast, and and yeah, it felt like the right time to do it. Um, we didn't really put a name on it. We we still haven't really put a name on. It whether, like, what we've actually done. We just stopped, Stop. really, and yeah. last gig. Yeah, no, of course. Um, but, yeah, kind of walking on stage, like, I felt a bit weird about it being on my birthday, kind of leading up to that, but, you know, it kind of makes sense. Like, it, it does, it feels very, um, very parallel to, like, uh, like, especially my life, it was, like, almost like a full stop. Um, but, yeah, walking on stage that day on my birthday, we kind of came on, like, hand in hand, and, like, went on stage, and it was, a, like, the tent was... Overflowing, there were pretty much everyone at that festival was there, and like going mad just as we walked on stage, and like you know, I was tearful. Like I, was, there was actually like both happiness and kind of you know that those kind of tears that you get at the end of a film because it's concluded. I don't know if that's just yeah, no, no, I of guess. course. Like, ah, yeah that's, yeah, that's that, and all those kind of memories kind of flood through, and it's both happiness, sadness, like re- remembering like the good times and bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt right. Um, and I'd say that's quite a good birthday present. Um, and one that definitely makes you, um, it makes you kind of contextualise everything that's happened up until that point. It was very much a reality check. And then it felt, you know, two days later, like a rebirth when we kind of walked onto the, the main stage as, as then HCB people was now become right. a cat. Um, to, you know, start the next chapter. And it oh, was right. that so, instant, like... So HCBP played that same Yeah, weekend. yeah, so we, we opened wow. the main stage. Wow, we got on that gig first. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah we, we, were, got off, we were. HUB got offered the gig before Heck got. Yeah, because it was literally like announced about two days before. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. a bit, bit more than that. But you, you were built to play as Heck. Yeah. But oh, yeah, then, we like two days before, yeah, and you said, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I was at Art Tangent. I guess it gives a bit of a legend to it as well, and that no mm. one kind of really. If you were there, you were there. If you were there, you were there. But yeah, we, we never saw, we, we never as a band ever made a big song and dance about anything just because we didn't feel like we owed it to anyone to do a big song, song and dance or ourselves do a big song and dance. It just was what it was. Weird. And yeah, it, 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 things end. That ended. And then Haggard Cat. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, like the very next, well, two days later, we did yeah. the, so we did the Thursday was Heck. The Saturday was Haggard Cat opening the main stage. And yeah, that felt like rebirth instantly. It's like, here we go. Incredible. Next chapter. So was there quite an overlap in this, uh, in like, obviously you decided a little bit before that, okay, I was going to be the last Heck show. To be honest, not a huge amount before. Right, like, okay. We, we, the, what, one of the main reasons why it was all tangible was because we coincidentally didn't have any more gigs booked after Arctic. Right, okay. So we kind of It was went, kind of the end of we, the instruction cycle as it not, were for that moment. To, to be honest, not so much as that. That's just maybe we, yeah, we didn't want it to be the end of the instruction yeah, cycle. Yeah, we didn't want it to be the end of but this is just why oh, I'm not going to go into it yeah. too far. But Of course. Um the Arctangent was just the last gig that we had booked. We just ha- happened to not have any gigs booked after that. Right. So we kind of just went Arctangent's a big show end it there and it was a very not a last minute decision we only decided maybe I think we in our hearts we'd already decided we'd already decided that it was coming to the end but we didn't say we were too scared to kind of say it out loud I think it was you that said it out loud it's like this is it right yeah we should just call it call it here now for now and we did I guess it was quite brilliant as well with with instructions because I think you know, obviously I've seen Baby Godzilla slash Hex slash Baby Hexilla, as I was calling her <laughs> at one point, um, you know, several times. And, and I was very aware of the sort of, uh, you know, uh, a, f- a fair few people and their sort of opinion towards Baby Godzilla slash Heck. Yeah. Um, and I saw people sort of rather unfairly going, oh, well, yeah, they're, they're great live, but... They don't have songs, like, I, yeah. and I, 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 I wasn't one of those people. Rest assured, you know. And was it kind of a, a wonderful fuck you to those people when you end instructions on that fucking incredible Whoa. sixteen minute blues rock? Well, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's that was the point of it. Like, I mean, we've like been big fans of Pink Floyd for a long time. I definitely have, and like, it's been a thing that I've wanted to do for a long time. Was right, kind of. Uh, like a, a song that was in sections and segments and that went up that kind of had that prog aspect to it mm. and it's something that I always kind of envisioned moving towards at some point with these big kind of opuses and uh, like with really complex kind of orchestration behind them really well thought out but yeah that felt like the right thing to do at the end of instructions was just like well yeah this is what we can do and if yeah. you're not if it, and that kind of would weed out the people as well and that anyone that was kind of left saying oh they're just that live band you would kind of know They've not listened to that album. They're just, you know, they're just jumping on the the, the train of people that are, you know, saying things. The hearsay of it. Like, yeah. Oh, come ha- hashtag first. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I know what they do. I'll yeah. jump around. Yeah. No, I see. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. That that was it. Like it was, it was very disconcerting to kind of spend so much time, um, 
really kind of dwelling on making like music that we loved and, and putting that much time and effort into music that we believed in just to be disregarded as you know performing monkeys yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it was shit but yeah Speaking of performing monkeys, let's talk about your tour with Limp Biscuit. <laughs> if, you ever feel, if you ever want to feel out of place, yeah, yeah. tour fish, with Limp Biscuit as a band. band. Yeah. It was that, an incredible experience that I'm so thankful for. It was amazing. On the record, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely amazing. No. I'm not a massive Limp Biscuit fan, but I like them. They're fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? The experience was overwhelming and it was incredible. We played Brixton Academy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was like a really fucking ridiculous hardcore punk. Yeah, it was, it's it crazy. To yeah. Think, go back and think. I was, at, I was at the Guildhall. Yeah. I was at the Guildhall yeah. for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. it was weird how... It's just crazy. You, it's mental. You, were, you weren't the weirdest band on the bill because Necrogoblicon existed. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. fucking mental. But, 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 you know. but for us and our... Probably at the t- you know at the time lack of massive touring. You know mm. I mean? We got put onto that that year. I remember that year we had loads of stuff, and we were just like Jesus Christ. But Limp Bizkit fans, as are like Wild Hearts fans, they're like they either love you or they really don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> we got a lot of hate, and we got a lot of hate. Where I remember playing, I think Norwich was yeah, my. I think one that I remember where no one really liked Oh us. yeah, the, it we was a smaller in, venue, there wasn't that many people in, in there the when uni. we played, and it was literally like, end of song, silence, <sighs> start again, end of song, silence. <laughs> they are... <coughs> yeah, they, they, cool. were just, I, they either hated us, or they just loved in, the biscuit and yeah, it was just different. Mm. It, it was like, we had to grow thick skin very, very quickly. The comments that I've read as a result of that are like YouTube videos. YouTube is always the platform where you get the most brutality towards people commenting on your band or songs. Mm. But yeah, the things that you were reading there. Like, would, you, would you use that kind of, uh, I don't know if you can call it negative energy, I suppose, from the crowd. Would you kind of use that as, as a sort of almost like a catharsis, oh, like, of, a, yeah, like a fuel for the performance? Came, it's, it's kind of funny, like, Heck would get, I don't want to, I don't want to keep going on about Heck, but when No, we, no, when no, we, I want to go we, on to talk about when we used to, even, to be honest, even Haggard Cat, when you get a tough crowd, you realise it's a tough crowd after the first couple of songs. Yeah. And it's kind of fun because you can, you, it's, it's, it's more, you have to work harder to win them over mm. and the reward, the intrinsic reward that you get from winning them over is much more, much better. Like, it's love, like, don't get me wrong, when people love each song and there's fans of the band in the crowd, it's, and, and after the, each song you get a massive applause, it's incredible. It's an amazing feeling. But when, everybody's kind of hesitant and stuff you can tell instantly so you kind of have to really like right I'm going to play my best I'm going to play I'm going to really kind of like make them mm. make them like this band and a lot of the times we could turn it around and, and get quite a good response of it and it was quite challenging it was kind of fun in a way yeah yeah but I think that the Biscuit Show was uh, <laughs> except except to rule that like I felt like just going we're going. See you later. Sorry, did you, sorry. <laughs> did you get much time with with the Durst? No, we, we. Do you remember when we did first, you when meet we him? Passed us for the first time. We were in a mm-hmm. corridor, much like this corridor, just out of this room, and we were stood there just kind of waiting. And he just walked down the corridor on his own, and we were like, "Shit!" And we all went silent, and no one said anything because we were just too like. And that that was the closest. Yeah. No, I think we. It was yeah. the Kerrang shoot where I think we got 
chance to speak to them because obviously they've been doing it for years. Yeah, of course. I think they're very much into the we've got our own little routine, mm. you know, we don't want to kind of like, we want to just go and chill and stuff like that. So, you know, they come out every now and again, but he, he tour managed Limp Bizkit, so he was so busy. So he was. So on. he was their own tour manager. Yeah, he was doing. Yeah. Like, he's, so, he's, he's such a busy guy. He did it yeah. with, like, it was with him, him, like, yeah, with him guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's just. So it, he strikes me as quite an introverted guy these days as well. He is. From, from looking at likes interviews, what and stuff. he likes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. But, yeah, it's incredible. I wanted to. Talk, I I couldn't not have you here today and not talk about Challenger, because cool, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's please do please do out out now. Out now, everywhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, I suppose the the influences and the and the sort of sounds that you've brought into this record. You know, I was listening. Um, I struggle to remember that. Uh, I think it's the legend sure. where you uh, bring in like almost almost like outlaw blues. Yeah. And and, yeah. and almost like country kind of vibes, and then and then Goldberg is almost psychedelic era Beatles. In places, yeah. Um, is Goldberg named after the 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 wrestler? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> fine. No, it's fine because I'm a wrestling fan that's talked about several times on here. But yeah, just no. checking. It's, uh, it's, do, do we do we give the uh, I don't know. give it away? There There's is, a theme to there everything. Yeah, on wow. the album, it's all linked. Every track name on the album. Every track. We've not we've not given that away ever. No. We've never said it. But yeah, we might have said it. To like Pete, oh, yeah. we've never said it on record. Okay, if but you want to keep it that way, if, like, if, 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 we'll tell you after to, this. It's for people to find out if you can figure out how each one of those tracks is linked and what relates every track name. You can Go have a it. t-shirt. Yeah, come to us first. Come, 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 come to us at the merch table and say it, and then. You go, go. The link is actually. You can have one of our pins. That yeah, you can have a pin. Sell. We have pins. We have you secret have pins. pins. Secret. They're pins. very secret. Well, not that secret, clearly. But you can't get them. Right. You have to. We have to give. You them have to, to you. do something for us. Yeah. <laughs> but but bringing bringing those those sounds and those influences in, you know, on on this record was that quite a catharsis. Uh, for you guys definitely it was a breath of fresh air but the thing is what I see as Challenger and what I see as this band is it's just if we it's if we got into a into a practice room this is what we play right off the bat this is what it's we play honest it's yeah. more it's kind of wearing our influences and what we love on our sleeve a little bit more and just yeah. and just going with that as opposed to kind of something preconceived something yeah. that we feel mm-hmm. like we have to be like with this because of the way the nature of how we started with us not taking it so seriously and with us just doing it for fun there was very much that um, uh, that that impression of not having to please anybody except ourselves and that's exactly what Challenger is it's just we were doing it for us um, and I think that kind of comes across in how fun it is to listen to mm. and, and just the, the energy that's there sparks from that it's been quite a few months since it's been out now. Have you had much time to reflect on how it's been out there in the wide world, and have much time to reflect on what you achieved with it, what you'd like to, what you'd like to take from it onto the next record, what you'd like to do differently? Absolutely. Well, it, the thing is with Challenger, it was ready, probably two years. Yeah, before it got released, it was completely done, mastered everything for about two years. Fucking hell. So the last two years of Heck, Challenger was done. We were, it was just there on the CD, ready. 
that was, that was it. That must have been horrible. Well, we played it to everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't horrible because we were always like, because sounds bad, but if we're ever at a low point or whatever, we kind of go, yeah, check this out, we did this as well. And we'd send it to people or we'd show people and go, check this out, yeah, we did this as well. And that's all it ever was. Yeah. That's all it ever was. It was a, we've done this, this is cool. That's, cool. that's exactly how we got to tour with Jamie Lemon. Yeah. Was like, so we weren't, we still weren't touring as a band or anything. And we, that, that got into his hands and he went, I want this band to support me. And we was like, we haven't been on a tour before. <laughs> we don't know how to yeah. do that as this so, band. So Hex, okay. Hex Rock Dad was Wild Heart, but our Rock Dad is our Jamie Lemon. Dad, yeah, Jamie Lemon, Rock Dad. Just the nicest man on the planet. Absolutely. He did our artwork. Yeah. Wow. Do you the cat school? Yeah. He designed it. He yeah, he is a man of many wonderful talents. He's an amazing guy and a huge influence and inspiration. Very skillful. For, 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 uh, to sort of round this off, uh, for people who have heard the Jamie Lemon episode of this podcast, uh, there is a, a question I now like to ask a lot of the bands that come on there as a result of Jamie asking it to me. What is your favourite kind of apple? <laughs> Not Granny Smith. No, he he finds it quite tart, a Granny Smith. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like him. I'd say just uh, what's it? Is it Pink Rosie? Rosie? Pink Lady. Pink Lady. Pink Lady. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Are you thinking of Old Rosie, the cider? Maybe. Maybe. I just can't stop thinking about like drinking. The, uh, the humble cooking apple. <laughs> the humble, the humble, <laughs> inedible cooking. cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like the cooking apple because um, we used to have a tree in my in my mum's garden that, that grew cooking apples. They're fucking massive. Yeah. I used to be like ah, a bit into one one day. I was like, whoa! <laughs> this is for cooking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the, the humble. So a pink lady and a humble good cooking. The apple. humble cooking apple <laughs> to make humble pie with. <laughs> Right, and that is a wrap on episode number 29 of Bitch and Brew uh, with Matt Reynolds and Tom Marsh, my new friends from the band Haggard Cat. Uh, thanks to those lads for uh, their time and, and hospitality and, and their beer. Um, their debut album is out now. It's called Challenger, um, and it's out on Earache Records. Um, I'll leave a link in the description where you can order the album uh, on CD or on two different colours of vinyl. There's there's classic black or there's luminous orange, much like the the album artwork, which was, in fact, designed by... Uh, friend of the podcast and all-round lovely man, Jamie Lemon. Um, bit of trivia there for you. Uh, and it's also, the album uh, that is, uh, is also on all the usual streaming and digital platforms. It's on Bandcamp, it's on Spotify and what have you. Um, speaking of Spotify, we obviously spoke a fair bit about Ginger Wildheart on this podcast, the amazing uh, songwriter and, and, and great bloke that he is. Um I actually asked Matt after we recorded this uh, if he would be so kind as to curate a playlist of his top 15 ginger tracks from any of his sort of numerous bands and projects and with any luck that'll be on the Bitch and Brew Spotify in the next couple of days and 
I'll leave a link in the description so you can go and follow me on Spotify. Um, and uh, while you're on there, don't forget that there's also the playlist of underrated Weezer bangers uh, that um, uh, that was curated by Vinny from Wallflower following his appearance on Bitchinburg a couple of weeks back. Um, sorry to anyone that wasn't able to access that one at first when the when the podcast went up because I was a bit of a knob and forgot to make the playlist public. But hey, it's it's up there now. So yeah, go go and jam that and uh, and Matt's uh, playlist of his. His top 15 Ginger Wild Heart tracks will be up on there. Uh, hopefully by the end of this week, this podcast is coming out. Um, go and see Hagger Cat live because they really are one of the. Um, they really are one of one of my favourite live bands to go and see at the moment. And seeing them twice in two weeks was was re- really really great. Really fun time. Um, they're going to be playing at Macmillan Fest. Uh, on the 1st of September, so this Saturday, if you're listening to this on the on the week that this podcast comes out, this Saturday, if you happen to be in Nottingham, they're doing a hometown show, they're playing Macmillan Fest at the Rescue Rooms, um, and then they'll be uh, on, uh, they're doing a special show on the sort of Fireball Fueling the Fire Tour, um, where the day after, the 2nd of September, they'll be at Islington Academy in London, they're doing a, a lot of dates at the moment, so I, I won't go through all the venues and such, I'll go through uh, cities and um, cities and uh, dates. Sorry, struggling to think there. But um, starting off uh, immediately after those those two dates in Nottingham and London, they're actually going to be supporting Ugly Kid Joe. Um, They're going out on a tour of the UK and a couple of dates in mainland Europe as well. So the third of September, they're back at the rescue rooms in Nottingham. Uh, On the fourth, they'll be in Dublin. The fifth, they're in Belfast. Uh, the 7th they're in Newcastle, the 8th they're in Leeds, the 9th they're in Cardiff, god that's a long run of dates without a day off, the 10th of September uh, they're back in Southampton, Um, then they head over to uh, mainland Europe where they're going to be at uh, St Nicholas in Belgium and then Papenburg, I I think probably said that wrong sorry to any german listeners out there um that's on the 13th of september papenburg in germany um the 14th of september they're in eindhoven in the netherlands uh, and then they come back over here um they got a, a, a bit of a break between uh, that and then going out on the uh, about to break tour uh, which has has an amazing, a seriously good lineup. They'll be playing with uh, In Technicolor, Drones, and Bitch Falcon on that tour. So yeah, get down to one of these dates if you can. Thirty uh, first of October, Halloween. They're in Cardiff. First of November, they're in Bristol. The second, they're in Brighton. The third, they're back in London. Um, the fourth, they're in St Albans. Uh, the fifth, they're in Nottingham. The seventh, they're in Milton Keynes. On the eighth, they're in Lincoln. On the ninth, they're in Leeds. Um, on the tenth, they're in Leicester. All the L's. Um, they're on the eleventh, they're in Chester. Uh, the 13th, Manchester, 14th, they're in Glasgow, uh, 16th, they're in Dublin, and then they wrap it up on the 18th of November in Bristol. Um, I Yeah, go and, go and have a look online, haggardcat.com, uh, all one word, haggardcat, and um, uh, you'll be able to see where the venues are and you'll be able to book tickets and uh, 
and all that all that gubbins um i think that's just about all i've got for you on this episode of bitch and brew um of course as i mentioned uh, in the middle of this podcast please do your your rating your reviewing your subscribing on either apple podcasts or soundcloud or acast uh, bitch and brew is is also on on facebook on twitter on instagram as well um all the links for that that shit is in the description of this podcast i'm sorry i'm kind of tailing off a bit here of of sort of my uh my energy has has fluctuated throughout the day this this post bank holiday thing is is a, is a nightmare um i i'm 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 you know before i go i'm i'm in a bit of a weird place with bitch and brew now don't don't take this as a negative at all uh, if anything it's a positive because for the first time in months i'm not sat on any unreleased episodes and it kind of feels nice and like don't worry because i'm not going to disappear for like another 6 months or whatever i've i think i've got a recording just about in the bag for next week um which i'll probably put out sort of later in september um i'm also going away on holiday in the middle of september so i want to kind of be able to enjoy that and shut off and kind of get away from technology and the internet and you know just be chilled for a little bit and i've got a bunch of writing to be getting on with in the next few weeks too so busy times ahead um i'm feeling a little bit knackered right now but it's all it's all good um ah you know what you know what i actually lied I've got one final plug and I hope you don't mind me doing it because it's not directly tied to bitch and brew but um you know on a on a more personal level I wrote the um the cover feature for the latest issue of Upset which is the awesome monthly alternative music mag which I write for usually and um I wrote it on the Bamboston Manor again Friends of the podcast. Um, we had Ash from the band on the 2003 special. He was a real dude. And um, I got back on the phone with Ash as well as the band's frontman, the awesome Henry Cox, uh, to chat about their new album, which is called Welcome to the Neighbourhood, which is out next month. Um, and essentially how they're just going to be one of Britain's biggest bands off the back of it. It was really cool to do um, a, a real sort of creative milestone for me. I was very humbled. Uh, by the opportunity to write the cover feature, especially on such a brilliant band who I've I've come to love dearly over the last couple of years. So if you love that band too, then the magazine is available to to purchase now, both digitally and and sort of physically. Um, I know that eventually there will be like an online version of the feature available on the Upset website, but um, as I've been saying online a lot, it's it's important to to show your support for the media. And I'm not going to get preachy here, and I'm not just saying this because I wrote the cover, um, and I know, believe me, I know that times are tough and we're not all made of money, but it is important to to chuck a few quid in and, uh, and show your support for the media and give them confidence that they can put young bands like Boston Manor on the on the covers of magazines and and front and center on their websites and 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 then it'll pay off for them the more people who buy this issue of upset or or any other mag for that matter that Boston Manor are, are featured in or on the cover of uh, then the more faith the media are going to have in in backing these bands in such a way I'm really sorry but for the umpteenth time I've I've gone off on a tangent uh, a little bit um which is part of the reason I do this podcast I suppose but the bottom line let's reel it back in uh, the bottom line is that the latest issue of upset is out now with my cover feature on Boston Manor again link to buy that in the description um 
before I go completely mad, that's uh that that's a wrap. That's actually a wrap now. That's it for another episode of Bitch and Brew. Um, I promise. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I'm not usually this sort of um, uh, ramshackle. I suppose is the right word. Um, but yeah, cheers for listening to Bitch and Brew. My name's Danny Randon, and I'll see you on down the road. Listen to Haggard Cat. Ta-ra now, you bastards. Hey.